This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery. The show that has had enough of Frank picking players who don't want to be at the club. As ever, we turned up at Stamford Bridge more in hope than expectation. And sure enough, after 13 minutes, Chelsea's keystone cop defending put Forrest 1-0 up. Frank nailed it when he said we were too... About the only thing he did nail. Uh, when he said we were too slow, too sideways and too safe. Uh, It seems endemic, and I wonder if this is a legacy of various managers, or even manager, trying to turn Chelsea into a possession-for-possession-sake team. It seems impossible to shift it with these players. Thankfully, Chelsea showed up with more intent in the second half, perhaps as Kovacic had gone off injured. And it was none other than Raheem Sterling who made us all eat a large dollop of humble pie, with two goals, one a superb strike, and that put us 2-1 up. Now, we had Forrest on toast at this stage, but it lasted a mere two minutes, as yet more Keystone Cops defending let them back in, and while we huffed and puffed for the last half an hour, we could not blow their house in. Uh, Another disappointing and frustrating match and result, but there were promising signs with good performances from Chiloba, Hall, Muduecki and Gallagher again. Oh, and Ryan Sterling, although one has to ask, where the fuck has he been for the preceding 34 matches? Oh, only three matches to go before we bin this horrible season off. But with us playing City, United and Newcastle, I, will sp- I suspect it will be none too pleasant. And the title of this show is Forest Gumps, Chelsea Fancast 994. And uh, it's a warm... Warm spring, late spring, welcome to the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Thank you. It's like warm, late spring, slightly chilly as it's well. It's lovely down here. I just went for a walk around the block. It's nice oh, and warm yeah, down here. No, yeah. 
Putney. Uh, it's it's almost sub-zero, almost. But um, no, it's just perhaps I'm cold in my heart because of the team's, team's performances. It's raining. It's raining in my heart. Oh, misery, misery. Um, uh, I join issue with you, actually, about Sterling, because Sterling had been terrible in the first half. Has oh, they yeah, yeah. No, he had. No, and no, we were also, no, there's no issue there, mate. Also, one of the things, one, we were slightly in despair because uh, what the fuck happened to Mudrick? Why wasn't Mudrick picked? Oh, I know. I know. That's all I have to say, really. I have more to well, say. Well, that's very, I like that. Uh, do, you know, do you know how genius that was? It was so genius of you, you don't even know why it was genius. Well, it's genius because it gives us an opportunity to uh, to um, introduce our guest. Now, now let me let, let me interject here, see, because I've called the title of tonight's show Forrest Gump's, and Forrest Gump was famous for saying many things. You know, run, I am Forrest Run. Yeah, run. I, I am not a smart man, but I know about love. But the other thing he used to say a lot, which is something you just said, which is why you're a genius. That's all I've got to say about that. So there you go. You are a genius, J.K. And the world knows it. So who have we got on? Well, it's somebody who I uh, rather fortuitously um, bumped into with my um, um, slightly lugubrious daughter at um, Wembley yesterday when we were seeing the, the women claim their third in a row uh, FA Cup. Um, and uh, um, as there were about six other people I knew, none of whom I met, and, then, and, and there he was, springing out springing out slightly wild haired which i may say i've noticed that he's had the wild hairs cut off today um but he was very charming to my um i, I don't know whether her, her becoming mute in these instances is down to shyness um despite being introduced and you very beautifully said very nice to meet you georgia which was lovely um it is of course the uh, the man of um wit invective and irishness martin wickham <laughs> Oh, evening, everyone. Now the, the hair gets cut once every six months. Once it once it goes into Boris Johnson mode, it's like right, that's going. Um, so yeah, it's been gone for a few weeks. I'd, I'd I have to get this. I grow it too long, and I have to get fucking two. I have to get two estimates as a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Martin, if if I if I didn't cut my hair for six months, I'd, I'd I wouldn't look like Boris Johnson. I'd look like full on Neil Young from early nineteen seventies, mate. I left it. I left it go too long during lockdown, and it went from Boris Johnson to Frank Gallagher from Shameless. So. Yeah, yeah, well, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Mar would you be? Would you be helpless? No, oh, and shameless. Same thing, really. Anyway. It, Martin, lovely to see you. And I, I mean, I had a bizarre entree to the match because, of course, I was ridiculously late thanks to the bloody... I got stuck in Twickenham for half an hour because I forgot that they were playing rugby there that day. So I sat in the car for half an hour in a queue. Uh, but I did get to the cock and bloody hell, Nathan, who is in Mixler at this very moment, the absolutely lovely Nathan, but I bought me a pint of Guinness. I didn't think I was going to get one in, but I did. And I saw Martin, a nice chat with him. And uh, Tony, Mr Glover, was there. And... Uh, Simon Kirby, and the lovely Richard Schaller. So there we go. I even had a bit of pubness, which I didn't expect, which was lovely. Anyway, as... Did somebody buy you a beer, Chidge, and you couldn't drink it? No, no, I, I, I certainly did, mate. I was gagging for a pint by the time I got in there. But somebody else said they bought you a beer. Yeah, but that was uh, that was Graham, Blind Lemon Harvey, who, uh, who I think was expecting me to be there a lot earlier, bought me a pint ah. in anticipation. I drank it himself. Well, quite. You know, yeah. year of little faith is what I all I have to say about that. Mind you, I might have struggled to drink too in the 10 minutes that I had before we went off to the game. But there you go. Now, as ever, do not forget you can listen to the show live 
Bye. Every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com, which is M-I-X-L-R, by the way, uh, where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. Uh, you can also follow us on all, I mean all, well, not all of them, actually. We don't do TikTok. No, no. Uh, anyway, you can follow us on most of the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Uh, listen and subscribe on ACAR, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And make sure you uh, basically just give us a five star review and then you can bitch about us in the comments because nobody reads those apparently. So, so somebody who knows about these things told me. Really, we don't mind. Whatever you want to do, it's cool by me. Right, after this very short break, we'll be back to talk about the Forest match. <laughs> I mean, to say poor team selection is is just an understatement. I mean, what did we say on Friday? Pick the same team apart from Hall, Frank. That's all you have to do. It's not fucking rocket science. It's not hard. Even we can do it. And we did. So what do we get? We get Mendy. Why Mendy? We get Kovacic. Why Kovacic? Now, Felix and Sterling, yes. I I mean, even even we said on Friday, well... You know, maybe you want a couple of nippy players who can who can break you know break break them down a bit rather than you know. I mean, what's the point of like two wingers are going to put crosses in whether you've got a striker who's two foot nothing or about as insipid as high? You know, I, I, there was some logic to that, and of course they've done really well against Bournemouth when they came on, so I can kind of understand that. But I wouldn't have done it. I mean, they don't want to be there, half of them, and no Mudrick again. Um, Kante apparently was injured, which is a whole barrel of fish we'll talk about in a minute but jk i to say i was disappointed by the team selection is in is an understatement and 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 i cannot for the life of me understand in fact you know i mean tony mentioned this in his wonderful observations and i funnily enough was thinking the same thing i can't i mean i can't understand it either frank is the new tinker man or or he's being told who to pick you know in other words tony was inferring that you know, maybe they're trying to put some of these players in the shop window so they can offer them in the summer. But I mean, fuck's sake, mate. Well, perhaps even the new manager made it, even though he was appointed in the evening. I get the impression that the new manager um, is going to do exactly what Frank did, which is to not watch any of the videos until uh, until he sees did, them all. Did you watch per- the videos? Person. Funnily enough, I, I, I didn't need to. I was at all the games. And And obviously you've got a photographic memory. Completely. Well... I know somebody. I know when a player's shit. I know what shit is. You know, we know that, don't we? Yeah. We know that. Um, I mean, to be fair to Kovacic, you were a bit worried about him. Yeah, um, I was. He, he had shit. to play. No, wait a sec. Wait a sec. He had to play because Kante's injured. Yeah, I know. I know. He I was. Know. He was. He is a complete mystery and a conundrum because he is playing nowhere near well enough. Nowhere near the player who took Madrid to pieces last year in the Bernabeu. It is an absolute. Um, uh, I don't know what what the fuck has happened to him. Well, maybe he's carrying an injury. Maybe he's knackered after the World Cup. Maybe he doesn't want to be here. Maybe all three. 
but he was he was slow to the ball, kept being caught in possession, kept passing awry to nobody. I mean, oh goodness. Well, me. I mean, arguably, he... arguably, arguably, the first goal was because he gave the ball away. Yes, completely. Yes, yes, yes. So you've got that problem, and uh, for all, I mean, I'm no Felix. Once again, bless his, bless his cotton socks. Very good shot. Very good header uh, from Hall's excellent cutback. A um, uh, couple of other decent shots. But he needs to play behind the striker, not be the striker. It is, it's so ridiculous because he's not going to be dealing with the ball coming in. Or, he's just not a striker. He's a nifty, talented, creative number 10, as is Havertz in the end. We just have so many players playing out of position. However, the one player who we'd love to be in position, who played pretty well last week, who we'd like to play, who is the fastest Billy Wiz player that we've seen, doesn't get selected again. What the fuck? And what's it doing to his head? So Tony's possible solution that somebody has somewhere said, I think you better give a few of these others a go, Sort of vaguely makes sense, but I, I, well, if, I if it if it does make sense, then why doesn't Pulisic get a run out? Well, because we need to offload him. Indeed, indeed, he did. He did a bit of. In fact, we thought he was running on his own to warm up, but it turned out it was Dave. So Pulisic didn't even warm up. So there's no chance of him going on. So, um, but uh, but once again, everybody gets a clean slate, do they? When Pochettino comes in, in which case we might find. We might find very few of the players we hate get sold. We might find that he has a role for them. Wouldn't that be absolutely appalling? And they play as badly. And he loses the first six games. And it's potch out. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going off on one. Martin, Martin, make some sense of of some clear madness infused by a bit of JK and Chidge. It was like a testimonial game selection, wasn't it? And there's no logic not for playing Mendy. Kovacic maybe was needs must, but if you're planning to get out the door in the su- in the summer, you're not going to go full pelt in case you get injured and you fuck your transfer up. So, yeah, very strange. And we know we know the players who are going to go. I don't, you know, I don't think it's as bad as JK's make, making out. I think, I mean, there was that article today about Pochettino and what he did at Spurs, and he literally took one look at a load, and they failed the eye test, and they were frozen out, and eventually they left. So I don't have any concerns on that respect. I think the players that he wants will be of the same type of profile. They'll be young, they'll be hungry, and they'll be the ones that were bought probably the most recently. Um, Whether they're sold immediately or at the end of the window is another matter because, um, yeah, it was just a very weird selection. And um, as a result, we got a weird performance. So... There we are. We did indeed, didn't we? I mean, before we talk about <clears throat> the first half, I've got a, a juicy question to ask you both about that. Um, Kante being injured, JK. I mean, we, you know, we talked about Kante on Friday and we were we were both enthusing about his recent performances. And, you know, it, it's looked recently that, you know, Kante, the Kante we know and love is back. <clears throat> and oh you know let's give him another couple of years he seems to be keen to stay you know blah de blah de blah and then he gets injured again and he's not playing now okay maybe 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 it's end of the season why bother risking him and what we've got nothing to play for one can understand that but 
I mean, the trouble is, it does remain a, a worry. I mean, for two reasons, I think. One is because he's, he is, on his day, a world-class player, well, arguably our best player. And secondly, if you keep him, is he going to be playing all the time? Is he going to be keeping somebody else out? I mean, you know, I think it was um, Rootless Cosmo, our dear old friend Rootless Cosmo, who, who posted a tweet to us on Twitter. If you could get £40 million for Kante or Gallagher, who would you sell? Uh, I didn't answer it because I've been busy. Clayton said Gallagher. I would say Gallagher too because I think you know that Gallagher has a future at Chelsea, and I'm not entirely convinced Kante does. So you're saying you would sell Gallagher? No, 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 no. <laughs> I would. I would. Sorry, I would. I mis mis uh, communicated. I would keep Gallagher and sell Kante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, because Gallagher I, I, has I, a future at the club, and I don't think I that think Kante they, does. I would love to keep them both. Um, based, but based on the. Uh, on the on the performance against Bournemouth, where he was terrific, um, uh, Kante was terrific, and uh, and provided the goal for, for for Connor coming in for the header and was just everywhere. That was a, a normal, that was a proper Kante performance. So to have Frank reveal that he's got a groin injury, which will keep him out for the rest of the season, just filled me immediately with gloom and doom, because. I mean, if if he is so delicate, but at the same time, I mentioned this on the fan bite, where they're all delicate, aren't they? All the top players, they're all delicate. Yeah. Chile's got a delicate hamstring. James has got a delicate hamstring. Fafana plays three games. We wax lyrical about him and he's injured again. Now, you know, after a bit, you've just got to think, is this going to work out? And yet the worst situation we had where we got rid of somebody because we thought that he would be forever injured was with Robin, who then did a, a big um, fitness regime with his dad and then ended up playing for Madrid and uh, um, and um, uh, Bayern and was one of the world's best players. So it, it's uh, they've really got to, to get it, to get this right. And it will be decided, I think, by by brains that are more medically inclined than any of us on this show. Um, but uh, I... I it was such a disappointment not having Kante playing, particularly when he was replaced by somebody who we just have. I've got such hopes for for Kova because he's been such a good player for us. You know, his thr thrusting forwards and his his skill and his. I mean, I would say that you know he's got a dreadful shot. I mean, you if you wanted to get somebody in instead of him who could actually hit the target, like you know, you just have to look at the what's his name over end. What's his name over? Over thing over and Watts oh, oh, over and Watts who played with Mott the Hoople. No, no, um, uh, what's his name over Odegaard? Um, Odegaard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Odegaard, who you know, proper midfield player, gets into great positions, great shot, looks at the goalie, drives into the corner. That's the kind of player you want playing midfield for Chelsea. And it, it, at the moment, it's not Fernandez either. You need somebody just in there who Fernandez sets up, and it may be that uh, that. Poch looks at it. We're calling him Poch now. I can't believe it. Looks at it and says, you know, I need a better player there. Or I want somebody who can actually hit the target. We really have to have players who can fucking oh, we, score we, goals. We get, and for this, for the last fuck knows how long, probably since Frank left, actually, if the truth had to be told, Martin, we get no goals. No, zero, nada, nil, zilch, no goals from midfield. And it's it's fucking important. I mean, Frank underlined that, but we've had, we've always had players you could score from midfield. Remember Robbie Di Matteo? Anybody? I mean, oh. it's just, it's just madness, Martin. But you know, going back to to Conte, I mean, 
world class though he may be, game changer though he may be, he's no no use to any bugger if he's not actually able to play because he's injured. We have to be. We have to get ourselves into a position where he doesn't have to play every game, where he can have his minutes managed, where he can sit out a game, and you can be confident that the midfield isn't going to go to shit if he if he's not there. And I don't know what's happened between last week and this week. This weekend to cause the injury, whether that's a training issue. You know, we seem to have a lot of players picking up stupid injuries and like minor tweaks. And if they've just decided, right, let's not risk it now ahead of next season. I can almost understand it. There's nothing to play for except pride, but the repetitive injuries is a concern. And, you know, whatever the owners did by removing the medical staff over the summer, they haven't adequately replaced them at all. And we've still got the same problems and it's with the same players. So yeah, I know. Well, maybe, maybe. And, in... it could, and it could just be a fitness issue as well, because, you know, I know managers, use it as a cop-out when they take over a job. So they're, they're not fit, they're not fit. Oh, it's, it's statistically proven how unfit yeah. we are, isn't it? I mean, that that's that horrific stat that came yeah. out that we've covered less ground than any other Premier League club and all of that work rate's lower than everybody else. Well, it's the one thing about Pochettino's team well, is that indeed. they were fit. So yeah, hopefully, that, hopefully that turns around. If it doesn't, then I'd say there may be an issue with the personality of the players we've got in the well, in the club indeed um the first half was uh you know somewhat insipid i think as a result i mean frank said afterwards jk you know we were too slow too sideways too safe which kind of intimates that he certainly didn't set them up and and and, and put you know get them out to play like that um i think that was an, a very accurate description of much of what's been wrong with chelsea for far far too long you know and it kind of made me think you know maybe it's inherent maybe it's just endemic in these players and it it is a legacy of this attempt to play possession-based football possession for possession sake based football and it would be easy to wag the finger at Sarri there Uh, Conte didn't play that he was a counter-attack merchant Um, Frank well we still don't really know what Frank was I mean it was attack 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 and then let lots of goals in from what I could see uh, Tuchel was very much possession for the sake of possession as well but maybe he just thought we've got to do something different from Frank because that ain't working it's really hard to say but fuck me it's irritating what also happens of course is that the the energy is sucked out of the crowd who go in expecting something since the last since the victory against Bournemouth and just to see the the, the lukewarm pile of shit that is delivered just you can you can feel their enthusiasm. Mate, and, I, I, when that goal went in, I just folded my arms, sat back in my chair, and sulked for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, everybody did. We all shaking did. my head. We all did. You know, it's a, you know a horrendous goalkeeping error. You just think, what was it necessary to blame Mandy? What was that all about? But you know, anyway. Um, but um, I think it's unfair to blame Sarri um, because most of the players don't play for the club anymore. But um, uh, I think the thing about Tommy T was that he had a lot more rules involved with keeping the ball. It was his big thing was to try to avoid the counter. So um, they they would frequently avoid shooting. And so you can blame him for not shooting very much. It almost didn't matter. You didn't have shots from the area because he really tried to stop that. Because it, as we've seen at the weekend and seen on several occasions with lots of games this season, if the ball is blasted against somebody and it then runs away, 
um, to the full back or to the, the lone forward, they've got an attack on. And uh, and so he was really excellent at, at, I say excellent because it was a very disciplined way of playing, of getting the ball wide. And it did lead to an, an element of tippy-tappying, but it meant that um, that we were very much more in control of uh, of the ball. Um, and I think in the end, it, 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 he came unstuck with playing that because we just couldn't get the ball in the net. So perhaps perhaps it did linger. So perhaps there's a lingering aspect. But I actually, uh, I'm still keen on this idea. I was looking at the um, the Ipswich manager who got them out of the second division into the championship this year. And when he went in, um, he actually said to the players, results don't matter at the beginning. We're just going to play um, a way that we think, you know, progresses us as a team. And I, I, I'll keep going on about this, but I think that Potter almost said that to this lot and said, you look, you know, it's a process, just got to keep in there. So it's almost as if they needn't be as hectic, as passionate, as energetic as other teams are in the Premier League, because it was part of the process. And I wonder whether psychologically this has been their undoing. So it's almost not seen as essential to get the ball, to to engage in a kind of slightly... Uh, um, uh, uh, it, it's almost, it's it's not done, you know, to actually get involved and get stuck in. I mean, I watched the Arsenal-Brighton game yesterday. Brighton, not only are excellent, they get stuck in. They really get, there's a lot of huge competition going on there. We haven't seen any of that this season. No, no nobody's competitive in that side. And, and I'm afraid, I think Havertz is an example. I keep going on about it. You know, it's as if he's smoking a cigar or sipping a glass of, 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 um, of uh, uh, Prosecco, but he 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 doesn't really like. He does attempt to put it about a bit, but he gets he gets a bit stuck with it. And I I just think they need to have a different approach to the whole thing. The division is a very competitive setup. If you don't compete, you're not going to get anywhere. And uh, and there are too many of them who don't compete. Now I have to say, somebody who's come out of the shadows and has been competing and actually stirred him up a bit has been. Ch Chalabar, who I thought was excellent again yesterday, on Saturday, and uh, and was excellent against Leicester, and and he really is getting stuck in and showing a side to him of that we'd forgotten he had, which is a, a skillful side as well. So, um, there you know there need to be a few players who are like sort of kind of templates who you just say you've got to play like this, got to play like him. Well, I, um, I'm so. I, do you know what? I'm fucking delighted you mentioned Trevo. I mean, Frank was absolutely effusive in the post and in the. In the you know the the paper interviews after the match, saying what a, what a, he wanted him you know on loan and stuff. You're right. Give him a few games to get his. You know, I think it's difficult when you have these periods when you're not playing because you know you're not sharp. And he needed a few games to get up to speed, and he has. I thought I thought Madueke and and Gallagher were also very very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about Gallagher, the other one, he's absolutely on the. He is he, non-stop. Um, aggression from from Connor. He just needs to be contained a bit, and he was contained in the other game. But once again, we had the situation of because Felix was playing centre forward, you found Connor playing centre forward next to him. It's what you know. It it it, it, it you know exactly what's well, going to well, happen. More to the point, Felix drops back into where yes, Gallagher yes, is is rightly yes. supposed to be. Yes, he dropped back in because he wants to play there. He didn't want to play centre forward. So in the end, you've just got another. You haven't got a striker at all. For fuck's sake. I don't understand it because when I played football at school, we wanted to fucking play up front. We <laughs> wanted to score. Now the yeah. fucking pro now the pro professional. But also, we shot from everywhere. I shot. Oh, yeah. 
sight of goal. There was no farting about with two touches. Oh, you twatted it from 25 yards if you got a yes, clear, clear exactly. run at it. I got, I, got, I got told to stop shooting, kid. Stop it. You know, pass. Fuck it. I've scored. Just scored four times. What's the matter with you? Jonathan was managed by Thomas Tuchel, apparently. But there you go. <laughs> I mean, Martin, you know, praise where praise is due. And, and, and as, a, as Jonathan rightly said, and Frank, Trevo was excellent in coming into this game, as he tends to do. You give him a run in the side, he gets better and better and better. Uh, I love Madueke because, you know, he offers something different. OK, he's raw. He gets it wrong. He will do. Takes players on, Chich. He takes ta- exactly. He on. takes players on. And, and Connor, I just think, is, is you know, well, I, I, he does, does he does what Connor does. Um, But Lewis, look. look well, Sorry, can I just say, I've, my fear is that we're we're in love with Connor because this team is shit, and he's the person who makes the effort. And I still don't know whether he's still good enough to play in an elite side ultimately, because we haven't seen him play in an, in an elite side. He's just played with a lot of awful players this season, and he's almost done too well, much. Well, you know, a, we we none of us, absolutely none of us, will know the answer to that until yeah. until he is playing for an elite side. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, absolutely. I'll tell you yeah. what. If those fucking clowns sell him this summer, he'll be bought by an elite side, and we'll find out and be on the receiving end on it. Like Gilmore, I'm afraid. Yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Anyway, Martin, sorry about that. Um, yeah, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis Hall, Lewis Hall. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm, it, it gets me hot under the collar that Gallagher issue because I, I think that there's a lot more to come from him see we've got to remember these kids are exactly that they are kids you know they are not the finished article anyway enough ranting from me uh you can certainly you could definitely say that lewis hall is young he's only 18 and i thought he had a nervy start but did come into the game he created more chances uh on saturday than any other chelsea player three lovely cross to uh to felix who actually was a very good effort i thought um, yeah. But he gets back as well because he's young and he's keen and he's hungry and he's got legs. And I think he's a good footballer, Martin. Yeah, I've been very impressed with him the few times I've seen him this season. And the pattern of his play always pretty much, as you've described, you know, starts out a little bit uneasy, but then he very much settles in. And, you know, he was pitched in at the Etihad, then he played at St. James's Park. So he's played on the, the big stage and he's done okay. So... Yeah, I'm very encouraged by him. But again, uh, people who know more about the youth teams than I ever will have said he's been played out of position when he's in the first team, that he's a midfielder, yeah. that we've not seen him at his in his peak position, in, you know, the position he specialises in. So for him to do play fullback willingly like that and do a damn good job of it, um, sets it sets an example. And, you know, he's not they're not stupid, these players. They may give the impression otherwise at times, but they're not stupid. They know who's coming in. They know what type of a manager he is. They know the type of players he brought through at Spurs and the type of players he favoured. Lewis Hall fits that bracket. Conor Gallagher fits that bracket. So they've got they could they can only be encouraged by it. But I'll be absolutely furious if Gallagher gets sold, and along with him and you know possibly Mason Mount, that could be the start of another tedious fucking culture war on social media, which I don't want to get into yet because I'm in a reasonably cheerful mood. But, um, yeah, I so, yeah, I mean, Medweke just looks like he's not scared of making a mistake. And that is such a important thing for a footballer to have at that stage of his career. He's come in, he's been a, not been afraid to take players on. Products, final product's been a bit lacking at times, but... You know, give him time. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've we've we've, we've pulled 18. the trigger on 
we've pulled the trigger on too many players at you know with similar levels of inexperience we've been burned by it so many times yeah. i can mention de bruyne or i can mention mo salah i'm sure there are others yeah, well. let's not make that mistake again totally right i mean you know he's 18 for fuck's sake and i think he's a good player and uh you know exactly there are far too many examples of us screwing it up and i hope this lot don't um now i think you know if you did a straw poll of chelsea supporters 99.9 percent would have said why the fuck did we sign sterling what's the point and uh, he's been utterly shit all season and you, you know you would have a strong argument to be saying they were all completely right and he was pretty pony for the first half, as JK was, was rightly saying. And then what happens in the second half? He scores a good goal, actually. It was a good cutback from Trevo, uh, and he was in a good place, and he buried what well, he kind of buried it. It kind of went in off a defender's head, but whatever. But his second goal was an absolute cracker. That's what I want to see Chelsea players doing every week. It was fantastic, JK. Where did that come from? Well, that's the trouble, isn't it? You know, what... what... Is he mentally better? Did Frank say the right thing to him? Did he was he provided with a, a better role in the second half? Yeah, I, I thought don't. I thought they were all shooting on sight a lot more. By the way, did yeah, you notice the energy, that the energy was so much better? Yeah. Whether Frank just said, "For fuck's sake, you know, let's get some energy into this, let's get some movement," but they they started out superbly. In fact, after the second goal, we almost scored again. And uh, and the crowd got really up for it, and of course, then Forrest just went down the other end and scored, and that was the end of that, you know. So, it, but um, it was so funny. I've just got to tell you this, mate. It's so funny. You know, the lovely Daryl Middleditch, who's always in Mixler. Um, I had, you know, I gave you your ticket for the eighty three, eighty four gig. Yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I had Daryl's ticket as well, and as it happened, Daryl was in gate sixteen. So at half time, I said, "Oh, come up and." And we've got my little platform that I stand on. So uh, I got to watch the entire... A soapbox, isn't it? Not a platform. Oh, OK, soapbox. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, take, I'd take soapbox. I'd take soapbox. It's good, though. It enables me to stand up. Not Also, there were there, there were quite a few... Where I see it is horrible, mate, because basically season ticket holders just flog their tickets to the exchange, I think. Every, every week it's different people. Anyway, this week there were loads of uh, very small children around and... You know, Kovacic had incited me to drop the F-bomb about 15 times in the first half. And I was getting increasingly sweary and rather agitated. So it was probably best that I moved myself out of their, uh, you know, immediate environment. But anyway, I, uh, cutting a long story short, I had a lovely time uh, standing uh, watching the match with Daryl, who's an absolutely fabulous bloke, as we all know. But it, after we scored that Sterling goal, I turned around to, well, actually, you know, we, we, were, we had been playing well. I said, mate, I said, we've got this lot on toast now. Let's. I said, and then I said, "How long have we got to hold out?" And he said, "Oh, it's half an hour, Chidge." And literally, as he finished saying that, fucking Forrest scored again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually with um, Darren Mantle in the lower tier for oh, the second right. half, and I think we had similar. Let's how how long left, and then oh fuck, they've equalised. So, yeah, yeah. the stat Sterling goal is pretty much the same one he scored earlier in the season against. I think it was Salzburg, where he's cut in. Pl- playing off the what off the left flank and put a nice finish on. I mean, there's the players there. We know that he didn't sign to play for you know Graham Potter. He didn't did sign to play for Frank Lampard either. Um, so you know, let's see if he is re-energized by the change in regime. Well, we will indeed. Um, what was I going to say? 
Yes, I know. Keystone Cops defending again for the second goal, JK. What the fuck's up with the defence? Apart from Mendy being in goal. It was that... um, uh, the, The long throw ploy that more and more teams appear to be using because they just had a throw that we defended well and headed clear, and then the, we headed clear for the throw. So the second throw came in, and um, it was d- dealt with badly and uh, allowed the player that the ball went to, it was the same guy who just thrown the ball in, just to lob it into the penalty area. And it just so happens there are two men unmarked at the back post and the goalkeeper nowhere to be seen. But to be fair to the goalkeeper, none of the defence appeared to be there either. So it was just atrocious, atrocious elementary. Why aren't they marking the players when the ball has gone out? You know, where have they gone? They've all bunched together. Are they marking each other? What is that? What the fuck? Well, you know, the best moment about that goal, for indeed, there was a good moment. It was a comedic moment. In the days when I could be asked to do uh, Guinness moments or whatever they were called, um, or in fact, a celery moment. This would have won it in my book because um, uh, we were chanting, "We was we're staying up, we're staying up," and then we were chanting, "You're going down, you're going down," and then they scored as we'd finished singing that. So we started singing, "You're staying up, you're staying <laughs> up," which I thought oh, I, I remember thought, that. I thought yeah. that was very good. I've got to be honest, Martin. Yeah, yeah it was very very amusing. Uh, probably a few. Weren't so enamoured with it, but you know you got to have a bit of gallows humour in this situation, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought that was good. I thought that was good. Um, just topping and tailing and tidying up on a few other things that came out, um, you know, uh, around the game. We were talking on Friday, weren't we, about uh, Thiago Silva and um, whether he would, you know, go back to Flum- Fluminense or whatever they're called. Fluminense. Um, no, it's yeah. Fluminense. I think it's Fluminense, isn't it? Martin, yeah, it, uh, Fluminense or something like Fluminense. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because, yeah. sorry, it's Brazilian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway, the lovely, delightful, wonderful Bella Silva, his lovely, lovely wife, did a little video saying how much they loved it here, and uh, apparently it looks like he might be staying, which is uh, is okay, as long as he... Well, I mean, here's the thing. We, I'm not going to repeat what we said on Friday, because it'll be boring, but uh, I think the opportunity for players like Fafana, Badiashile... Sorry, Badiashile... Uh, Chaloba, uh, Lewis Hall, who knows, Chil, uh, Chilwell, and of course, Levi Colwell. To learn from a player like that would be brilliant. Even if he doesn't play every game, just to have him around would be fantastic. So I really do hope he stays. And by the way, well done, Dave and Richard and all of those involved with the banners. That They were both absolutely stunning. Annoyingly, there were a load of fucking tourists milling around at the entrance to Gate 17. So, um, you know, not knowing where to fucking sit. So that meant I missed the bloody flag being pulled out and didn't get a decent photograph of it. Thank you, fucking idiots. They're probably in the wrong gate as well anyway, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was it was stunning. I've seen, I've seen the other pictures that other people took. It was lovely. They were remarkable. Children. Weren't they? I know. Wonderful, wonderful. But the trouble is, is he wandered around clapping as if he was on his bike. I, I find it all a bit weird. To say he's he's going to stay, I thought, oh well, they've got the posters up. Yeah, and he was he was uh, clapping everybody in the stand, and clearly his clapping everybody in the stands was just appreciation rather than you know I'm going. But it did have the look of a um, you know valedictory uh, display from him, you know. So now the other news from Saturday was well, actually, it was from last week. I think Frank uh, mentioned it in a presser, but 
Uh, Bobby Tambling's not well. He's in hospital, which I find very, very sad. Um, I've, I've had the absolute privilege of uh, meeting Bobby on several occasions. Interviewed him for the Chelsea specials, and uh, he was our guest of honour at our, our first ever massive uh, fan cast party. And he was the star of the show. Everybody loved him. I mean, he is one of the most lovable, likable human beings you you will ever have the privilege to meet. And he was very ill at that time. Uh, but he's he's in hospital. But um, his uh, his nephew Martin says he's he'll be okay. I think. But uh, very sad news to hear that. And I'm not, I know you won't be listening, Bobby. But you know, if somebody who knows Bobby uh, and listens to the show, relay our message of how much we love him. Love, huge yeah, love, and uh, get well soon. Yeah. Sage nodding in agreement there by the boys. Uh, right. A um, little bit of uh, of what does Tony call it? Parish notices, yes. Um, lo- the lovely Alexandra Churchill is organised. I mean, as, as you know, Alex uh, doesn't just know her onions when it comes to football uh, and smut, uh, but she's also an accomplished historian in her own right. And uh, she has a uh, she does all sorts of things. She writes books. She's on television. Uh, she does tours to various, uh, you know, World War One battle locations, and uh, all of this goes under the uh, aegis of historiatravel.org, which is i s t o r i a travel.org. And she's got another one coming up on the eighth of July after the football season finished. Um, it says here, join Alex Churchill for an afternoon of hopping from pub to pub in search of London's first World War history. You'll cover everything from drunken Tommies to prisoners of war, the contribution of Pacific Islanders to the conflict and the perils of being a German living in London at the outbreak of war. Um, now, I know that Nathan has been on one of her previous ones. He might like to tell you a lot in Mixler how good it was. Uh, but if you would like to go, it's 35 quid a person. I mean, Alex really does know her stuff, so you will learn stuff. You will learn stuff, be amongst Chelsea people, and get drunk. I mean, you know, what could be what could be more fun than that? And I have a, I have a suspicion that young Johnny Bumstead might be joining them for that. Maybe one or two other ex-players, because I think Johnny Bumstead is very interested in his history. So uh, you can be in great company as well. I, I will do my best to be there too. So uh, here we go. Historiatravel.org is the place to go. Forward slash copy hyphen of hyphen London hyphen war hyphen memorials. But uh, Historia Travel, look for First World War pub crawl if you can't remember all of that. I will retweet it on our timeline. Martin, you put your finger up. Yeah, um, I without revealing too much about it at all. So I saw a post from the last one they did. And the first pub they're at was a, in, a, in Aldgate. And I was like... Hang on. And I've played darts in that boozer for the last 10 years or so. Not the same game. This wasn't that fucking bad. But um, it turned out that um, it had been, in, been suffered. I think it suffered bomb damage or something like that. And it's, um, yeah, so, and I also know that it went under a previous name of the Zeppelin Shelter, but it's now known as the Black Horse. And I was just looking at, fucking, I was like two worlds colliding for me there. So I'm, um, I might actually go for go for that as well because you know history and drinking, hell of a combination. What's not to like? The next morning. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah, very true. I've got to be in Hampshire on the next day as well because it's uh, it would have been my dad's birthday, and we're all getting together to see his. Uh, we just had the uh, gravestone put up, so it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a day. 
Have you got the Father Time thing up as well? In I don't know. I well, that was up last summer. I, I, ah, I, I was, okay. I was funnily enough, I was looking for it uh, with my mate, and uh, this lovely lady, Australian New Zealand girl, came up and said, "Are you, are you looking for uh, something specific, mate?" And I said, "Well, as it happens, I am, you know." And I explained. She found it for me, and it was actually it was her idea. She had been involved in the whole project, so I spent a long time talking to her. She was absolutely lovely, and it was a a lovely thing to see. Anyway. We're going to have a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we will actually... We've done the game. That's it, uh, because, I mean, what more can one say, apart from getting even more aerated? And you've had enough of me over 15 years getting aerated. No, 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 no. We will be talking about the arrival, imminently, of Maurizio Pochettino in the dawning of a new aura. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com dot com forward slash Chelsea fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. Welcome back, this is the Chelsea Fancast and I am of course Stanford Chidge and I am joined as ever by the delicious Jonathan Kidd Aye up And the equally delicious Martin uh, Wickham Forgot my surname there for a minute, what's going on? Well I don't know, I might have been been semi-choking on a cashew nut for all you can't see because I'm behind my spit guard which is probably a good thing really there's nothing to say to that, is there? Now you're no, lost no, for, I know, no, you're lost for words now. Re- yeah. Revealing a bit behind the curtain there. Yeah, I know, you know me, mate. I always like to reveal a little bit behind the curtain. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, where does one start with this? Um, I mean, of course, of course, in true Chelsea style, you know, some things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. There has been no official announcement uh, that Maurizio Pochettino will be the next Chelsea manager. Of course there hasn't. But we've heard from all the usual mouthpieces, Matt Law, etc., 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 that in fact a deal has been done 
and it will be announced this week. But apparently the, the great man is, is basically agreed and it's all, all done. All done bar the shouting and the gurning at Stamford Bridge, JK. I've misunderstood. I thought it was announced on Saturday night. Officially where? I thought it was. Uh-uh. I just got... Uh-uh. No, it was, the, it was the usual mouthpieces and note-takers. Oh, who may are... not be coming at all. Well, no, they're... The, the ones that have said it are reasonably well sourced, but there is oh, the, then there then there is the utter bullshit about the five players Maurizio Pochettino is bringing in. It's like fuck off, mate. You know nothing. But lots of you know Matt Law, who's basically the min, the minute taker, and you know Fabrizio Romano, who although I think it's a bit weird that he likes transfers more than football, he's well clued up, and Miguel Delaney, who is effectively his fucking PA. So and they've all said the same thing. So. I just have to wait for the announcement, I guess. We will indeed. But should we jump the gun? Why not? That'll be fun. Um, Sack him now! Well, I was just wondering, actually, maybe we've got it wrong. Maybe it's Maurizio Sarri that's coming, not Maurizio Pochettino. That would make, that'd, be a, that'd be a giggle, wouldn't it? What other Maurizios are there? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be laughing. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, I, okay. Uh, sweepstake uh, probably closed on... The fact that we're going to be chanting next season, Maurizio, Maurizio, Pochettino. That doesn't quite scare I think we should chant. We should do the Spurs chant. We should do... Poch. No, 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 no. We can't can't do Spurs. What we should do is clap. clap, Because we didn't hear any of your claps then, by the way. Didn't you? No, that was really weird. Anyway, we could do clap. Clap, 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 mo, clap, 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 po, and then Tony would be happy. We need to find a brand of car that rhymes with Pochettino, and then they will adapt the Badia Shield song. Yes, perfect. Yes, it's not. It's not. But it's gonna. You know, I'm I'm dreading it already. Or we could pay homage to. Fear Uno. Fear Uno. Yeah. Oh no. We could pay homage. Went to went to Spain in a Fiat owner in a Uno. He came back with a. He uh, brought back a, a manager, manager Maurizio back. Pochettino. Yeah, yeah. What have I started? Well, yeah. we could also pay homage to another great Poe, not Edgar Allan. No, I'm talking. Uh, what are they called? Those fucking. I'm having a brain fart now. Those stupid little baby characters that were on, on Teletubbies. Teletubbies, yeah. <laughs> We could, we could like, you know, get the which one was Poe, I can't remember, and then just put in Maurizio, Maurizio Pochettino's face, and that would be clearly very stupid and childish, judging by your reaction. So I'll just edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It would just lead to the question of who Tinky Winky and Dipsy are. <laughs> but there was a Poe, wasn't there? There was yeah, a there Poe. Yeah, there was a Poe, was yeah. A po. Can you remember? And there's loads, and there's loads of people who were fucking Lala, so. <laughs> we've, well, we've got Lala only in the club, haven't we? <laughs> there was a Ying Tong Diddley as well, wasn't Ying there? Ying Tong Diddley That's the goons, mate. It's before my time. All right. He's not, he's not goons, he was Spurs. Oh, very good. Oh, oh. Martin, you're, you're all on fire tonight. Um, struggling to keep up. Um, there are a series of questions that I would like to uh, ask and discuss with you lovely people, including what will he bring as a manager? What does he need? Uh, which players will benefit? And uh, how will he do and what are expectations? But uh, in, in settle, I mean, I've done a bit of reading on this. Oh, yes, I have. Ooh. Oh, yes, I have. Um, and the various readings, what I have uh, read 
in fact. Uh, been very interesting in terms of his style of play, uh, his training methods and his fitness uh, regimen and uh, his requirement for loyalty and buy-in. I mean, none of these are rocket science. Every fucking manager should should uh, demand this. Um, but he's very, very interesting on the emotional state and mentality of the players. Um, uh, to wit, to wit. Oh, I've just whizzed down my script to find that we didn't talk about the league table. Oh, how sad. Never mind. Um, right. This is a quote. Uh, this is a quote. This is just delicious. This uh, Matt Law did a piece uh, in the Telegraph, which I have to say does draw very heavily on a very good article that David Ornstein did for The Athletic back in 2021. Anyway, Maurizio Pochettino likes to keep a tray of lemons in his office. Well, of course, he'll have them on the training pitch uh, come the uh, next season. Uh, but he likes to keep a tray of lemons in his office after an Argentine friend told him they absorb negative energy and he believes he has the ability to see an aura around people. Pochettino said, I need data and tests, but what most influences my decisions is my ability to see if the right energy is flowing. I can foresee things that are going to happen and the associated consequences or which path each player is going to take. I can see it in their auras. Is he not just saying if he notices somebody's shit, it's really pretty obvious? No, 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 mate. This is even more fucking way out. Do you not know about auras? I know a lot about auras. I was just attempting to be humorous. Oh, okay. Sorry. Fancy me not getting that. That's because you're... Hang on. I am wasted on you. I think that's the right <laughs> way around, isn't it? Um, but yeah, auras are like you can... Some people can actually see people as colours and each colour is supposed to represent a different aura. Yeah. Um, it's all a bit spooky. Hence, hence the fact that if we do sign, if we do sign uh, Pochettino, which it looks like we do, hence it'll be the dawning of a new aura. You see, that was why I was being clever with the title. Um, but I have to say, it's a bit, it's a bit out there. It really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 words fail me really. You know, I mean, it's in his book, isn't it? Brave it is in his book. book. Yeah, the quote was taken from a book. But I mean, I can, I can see us. I can see us having a banner now, Martin, saying, you know, with Maurizio Pochettino, you know, I, 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 I can see things you n you'll never see, maybe, or something like that. He sees things none of us can see. <laughs> exactly, you so know. I'd suppose if anyone's keeping a tray of lemons in their office and there isn't a bucket of ice and a bottle of gin nearby, then, you know, steer clear. Um, we'll just have to see. You know, it sounds like a load of wonkery, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. It's pro what probably happens is a player who's done badly visits his office and there is one less lemon on the on the on the table afterwards and it's disappeared up his ass. Well, Mystic Poch, as uh, Wazo Joyo has suggested, could be another name. Anyway, getting down to more brass tacks, you know, where we like to reside. Um, it, it, it is interesting. I mean, you know, basically Poch's sides, as we know, as we've seen before, they like to dominate the game by controlling the space, pursuing numerical superiority through the positions on the pitch. They like He likes to play out from the back and build through the pitch, dominate and attack. They press. Uh, they press, mate. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, they're well-structured in position. It's, Four, two, all, three, it's all about the press. And uh, it takes good organisation and structure and possession to be able to win the ball back quickly. Um they doesn't. They don't hoof the ball long. Uh, the centre backs split and drop. The full backs provide width. Basically, possession is used as a means to dominate. Never in a, this. I liked reading this. 
but never the end in itself, which is kind of particularly what we were moaning about earlier on. The way the attacking players adopt the, cor uh, the correct position to give their teammate options approaching the final third is what they're all about. Now, to do this, um, he uh, he is really into his fitness. He, he needs his players to be fucking uber fit. So that means you get double training sessions on Wednesdays if they're not playing in midweek. Uh, so they all get to go home for lunch and then they come back and do another training session. They, they've got the Gacon uh, endurance test, which is where players run for 45 seconds, then rest for 15 seconds. And the distance they cover increases 6.25 metres each time from an initial 150 metres. Um, and it was designed by Gacon to push players maximum aerobic capacity. That's their VO2 for any of you fitness fanatics out there. Um He's also really into the mentality of players and about ha having them having them to embrace their fear in a way. Uh, I'm kind of speaking more as a psychotherapist at the moment, but we're all frightened and he's kind of accepts that. So the way to do that is to challenge that. So he gets them running on hot coals. Of course he does. And breaking arrows on their throat. Fuck's sake. I don't know. Uh, so it's all a bit mental. Um and he drills the players to see the, uh, you know, to see the game like he does. So uh, to take up the positions he demands and to dominate the game through the position of the pitch, as we've already said. But it takes a huge amount of work. So they've got to buy into it, which requires loyalty, bonding, unity. And this is the thing that really made me giggle. Handshakes for everybody. Handshakes all round in the morning. Otherwise, you get the, uh, you know, you get his approbation. Um, the other thing that really interested me was the fact that um, this is an interesting point because I, this is going to be a problem for him, isn't it? Every manager in football can keep the first 11 happy. The challenge is to make sure that the whole squad is engaged in the success of the team, even the ones who are not playing. Pochettino is not very keen on being asked by players why they're not in the team. He might have to get used to that. And some who have confronted him in the past about a lack of opportunities have not got much of a reply. But in Pochettino's mind, no player has an automatic right to get in the team. As he always says, when a player signs a contract at a club, he signs to train and to be available to play. The contract itself does not convey a right to play. Goodness gracious me. Um, he is very into data as well. Uh, they have saliva tests every morning before breakfast and uh, they, uh, they measure their muscle damage, fatigue and hormone response so that they can estimate or, or gauge their readiness to train uh, and also susceptibility to injury prevention of injuries is hugely important and nothing is left to chance so i'm glad to hear that and then there's this whole thing on the emotional side which i did find quite interesting actually uh, the, it's all about pillars okay the first pillar pillars of emotions right the first pillar is your posture posture which creates your emotion the second pillar is movement the third pillar is where you focus and the fourth pillar is your inner dialogue with these four pillars, the players can manage their emotional state. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, in a sense, uh, I suppose, will lead to, uh, you know, an improvement in the mentality. One would help. But I I, I do. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, having read a few articles on him, I mean, it all sounds like it's a whole load of kind of new age mumbo jumbo. But it, it did also come out with the fact that basically, if you if you if you reduce it down to English, yes, he deal. He, he like all modern managers, uh, you know, is very uh interested in the key statistical data analysis but he also uses his uh, his eyes and his his understanding of people and of course we're always saying it on this show don't fucking tell us that we can see with our eyes we say and i think you know i'm i'm bound to say this as a therapist but you know i think an understanding of people and how they tick is imperative 
in anything where you are leading a team, let alone football. So I'm in, I'm kind of encouraged to see that, and I'm not taking it as mumbo jumbo, Martin. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot to take in. It's probably about the most intellectual it's ever been on this show, quite honestly. Well, um, thank you, Martin. Uh, I mean, I'm I I have no knowledge at all of you know the stuff you talked about. It's your profession, certainly not mine. We just have to see how it goes. We got. I'm, I'd be encouraged if he's not solely relying on data and it's a mixture of you know the data with the eye test being you know being preventative on injuries is a blessed fucking relief with the amount we've had over the last two years hopefully there's some um hopefully there's some benefit from that but we just have to see what happens we we know from the teams we played against when Pochettino was in charge of Spurs that they were how fit they were and how much you know work they got through in a game and I seem to remember the the one time we beat them, I think it was possibly his first season at Spurs, was we, we took a good 40 minutes or so to work out how to break their press. And when we did, we were able to get them on almost on the counter when Conte was in charge. But, um, you know, they definitely sharpened up. And they what they also did was, um, he was quite ruthless, wasn't he, with players? They weren't, you know, and he, you know, he took the final gamble on Harry Kane and you know, told us sent Adebayor down the road to do it. So he's not afraid to um, take a risk in that respect. So hopefully he's backed. I don't think he needs too many players because he's got plenty to work with. He wants to probably get rid of far more than he needs to bring in. But um, yeah, let's see. And let's wait for the announcement because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm there. Yeah, I think we can all rest assured that it that it that it is going to um i mean i mean we know you know in terms of what he what he needs jk i mean we we all know and everybody know there are people yet to be discovered in the amazon rain rainforest who know that chelsea needs a world-class keeper defensive midfielder and a striker uh whether he gets all three or or or, or whatever we you know we'll see this summer won't we but i i think the the, the biggest thing he needs and i think I, i'm led to believe that this is what's held up contract negotiations what he absolutely needs is control over that football club from the academy to the first team so that he can implement his vision and his ideas on what we want to be and I mean call me old-fashioned but that's what managers always used to do in the old days so frankly if he doesn't get this it's not going to work and that's kind of what went tits up at PSG because basically the lovely expression they said that basically they brought him in to babysit the megastars that were there and not give him too much of a hard time, which is a complete waste of his talents. So if they if they give him his head, if they give him the control that he clearly requires, then this might go well. But if they don't, it could be a, a complete fucking waste of time, JK. But is that going to happen with the uh, the involvement of the the owners or have they decided to back off and they admit their mistakes? I think it's that's going to be a really interesting um, trade-off, isn't it? What's going to happen? I think I think it's imperative. It has to happen that way. If they it don't back, if, if they do not back off, it isn't going to work, and it's not going to work until the point that they do. And how long will that take? Well, I think the thing is now we've got to. I mean, you know, forget Mor- uh, Maurizio Pochettino. I mean, we, we've got a proper manager because he's proved at Spurs, he's proved at Southampton, even to PSG to an extent. He is a proper manager. Not a yes man. I mean, Graham Potter just, you know, Graham Potter was like a fucking kid who won the, you know, Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory gold ticket. 
You know, he he. I just get the impression that he never had the balls to tell him to fuck off and back off. You know, a proper manager knows that he is the spiritual and physical leader of that football club. And but he also knows his balls are the first on the block if it goes wrong. Well, so he therefore is not going to sit there and go, yeah, okay then. No, you you know that's that that's that yeah. is that is what happens when you are a leader. You you have to confront people who who have the money or more power than you. You have to have the bravery to confront them and say, I'm not accepting that. And you do take this. You take you know you live by the sword and you die by the sword. You take the consequences. But there is no point you being in that job if you're not prepared to do that. J.K. You can be sure that that's what Tuchel did with them, and their response at the beginning of their tenure was to get rid of him. But they clearly know now that they can't have just somebody who wanders in and just says yes to everything and uh, um, is nice to the players who love him. But there isn't any of that elite grit that you've got to have. There isn't any of that, um, which, you know, Frank, unfortunately, has in abundance his ability to get annoyed with them and to uh, try and tell them that they're playing for Chelsea. But uh, you need somebody else with a with a better series of skills to then manage them. I think I think one of the things we've noticed with both sets of teams, actually, of Potters and Frank, is there is no, we keep talking about there being no plan. Well, there still isn't a plan. There's still not, there's no, there is no, there is no basically no pressing. And so many teams have pressing for stages in the game. Tuchel did it for stages. Tuchel won the Champions League through pressing um, Madrid out into the wings and pressing City. And and it was very cleverly done because you don't want to knacker everybody doing it. It was just the degree that you do it. We don't have any of that. Nobody nobody goes up and there's no this this striving. It's this you these are your goals. Get the ball back. We're not we're not seeing any of that. Now if Pochettino is that one of the basis for one of his the way that he coaches teams, we're already going to be in a better state. But I find this whole process of who on earth he chooses for this this project of his. It's going to be really interesting. Well, that, that's a that's a good segue because my next question is which players are going to benefit? Because my feeling would be, just reading what I read earlier on today, the beneficiaries are going to be the runners, the good trainers and the younger players. The younger players because, you know, younger players are more likely to go, yes, boss, OK, I'm going to give that a go. Whereas an old senior pro is going to say, fuck that for a game of chess. So that's who I think will be the beneficiaries. But who are they specifically, J.K.? I have absolutely no clue. Well, should we give it a go? No. Yes, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it's been great fun seeing you all tonight. We'll see you again on Thursday. No, so, <laughs> you, you, you are going to answer the question. Brilliant. Uh, well, let's go through them. You know, I, I, I'm in despair about them all being injured. You know, I mean, you'd have thought that obviously. Let's let's okay. Assume, let's let's make it easier. Assuming they're all fit. Well, as in as in not well, not, not injured. Go- they're not, no, none of them go, are fit. We're just going back on who I've no idea who he would pick. I just know the players that I think are are, are the best. Well, he like he likes two a- attacking fullbacks. Yeah, well, that we've already got those. We've got two, haven't we? We've James got, um, Chilwell, yeah, yeah. Gusto, yeah. and a another possibly Cucurella. You, you, I mean, he may well. Well, well I, possibly I feel, Hall. Possibly Hall. Yeah. Um, uh, and possibly um, uh. Um, 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 what's his name from um, Burnley? Burnley, Matson. Matson. Yes, you see, he would be more like it. I'd rather have him than I, fucking. I, I, you know, Matson, Matson, and Colwell to me would be two players that I think he'd be rather in love with. Actually, well, Col- Colwell, 
you know, again, his type of player, you know, centre-backs, you can split and drop and go forward and, you know, actually bring the ball out of the... He likes to play from the back, so Colwell, Fafana can do that, Badia Shield can do that, Koulibaly, not so much. No, indeed, Koulibaly is their place for silver then. Yeah, you, you keep... If they're, if they're prepared to have the attitude... Which is, I know I'm not going to play every single game. I know I am now in a mentorship role, mentor role with these younger kids, and I will do that. So similar to John Terry in his last season, similar to Gary Cahill in his. So there is a there is a position for them there, but similar to, at the same time, if especially Koulibaly, if he still backs himself to play, then he may have to be moved on. I'm sure there are plenty of clubs in Italy who'll have him because he's still a a good player, but he just was never right for the pace of this league and it showed when he looked better in the Champions League games. Yeah. Don't you think that some of these decisions will be taken out of Pochettino's hands if it if it they think it's appropriate to to flog him? Well, in order, n- not know. if he has the element of control that we are led oh, to indeed. believe that he's asking indeed. for. That's indeed. and therein therein lies the the nub of the question, isn't it? But in which case Chidge, he might actually be saying I, I don't think they're good enough. I want three more. Four more. You know, we might have a f- a bigger bigger Tull than we thought of, because they might bring some more, even more, bring even more in. Well, again, we we don't know, but I mean, go, going on that, so far we've got rid of uh, Cooley Bally. I think he might he might keep Cucurella, but um, in the midfield, we know Enzo can play the way that he likes. We know Gallagher will definitely play the way that he likes because he's full of energy. Kovacic absolutely won't, but I think he's going to go anyway. Um, Loftus Cheek. I I don't think he's really going to play the way that uh, Pochettino likes. He's too 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 slow, too sideways, too safe, as Frank would say. Um, Kante. Well, you know that depends if he's fit. I mean, he's an abs- he's absolutely a Pochettino type of player. But if he's fit, will he be fit? Who else we got in midfield? Mount. Well, I, yeah, Mount attacking midfield. I mean, Mount is absolutely a Pochettino player. I mean, Mount under Tuchel used to lead the press. That's what his job was. And he's also, you know, known for his own intelligence and been able to interpret tactical instructions on the pitch. So he would adapt with ease. But, you know, sadly, it seems, well, this is all, this is all rumor. And hopefully there'll be some, there'll be some sort of, you know, interjection down the road. But it looks like he's he's on the way. We've so far kept everybody though, haven't we? No, we haven't. With um, Koulibaly's and Kovacic are on. Koulibaly, Kovacic. Kante um, question mark. I'd say Mount. I'd say Mount goes whether we like it or not. To be honest. Well, we don't know, and I mean, if I'm Pochettino, I'm saying I'm coming, but you need to keep Mount because Mount if, will if, Mount will be integral to my. If, he will be Mount, integral. Hang on, he'll be integral. Sorry. He'll be integral to to the way that I want to play. I will be building the team around him. So you offer him what the fuck he needs. Will they be? Will they do that though? And will Mount accept it? He may already have made his decision. Well, that that is true. That is true. But there's we a don't. Bit, the bit of, there's a bit of agency for the player here, as well. I mean, oh, but for fuck's sake, yeah. mate! I mean, if 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 I'm if I'm if I'm Pochettino, right? You know, and and I'm I'm going to be joining another club. I'm on the phone to fucking Mason Mount, and I have been for the last few weeks saying, look, this is what I want to do. You know, I'm going to build a team around you. I'll make you captain. You are going to be my main man. Blah, 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 blah. And this is not bullshit. It's going to happen. Fucking sign the deal. That's what you do. You do whatever you have to do. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you a story, okay? As a little side sidebar. Tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Right. Um, I have a mate. 
who I worked with when I made the greatest goals against uh, Man United show. And then he went on to do um, the football factory, you know, kind of thing where they were going around. And he did the international one. No, the, the football factories one first where Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer, went round and uh, spent time with various firms of football clubs on a day out with them, basically. And, uh, and he, you know, he was good at doing it, blah de blah de blah And then they commissioned another series called International Football Factory. And uh, Dyer didn't want to do it. And uh, basically, whatever my mate did as the producer to get him to, to, to do the show, he, he just avoided him, wouldn't answer his calls. Da -da -da -da, it was crap. Anyway, so what my mate did in the end is he hired a bike company, a courier, and got a box, put a mobile phone in the box and took it round to where Danny Dyer was and told the uh, the guy to wait there and, and, and text him the minute he got there, which he did. The minute that Danny Dyer opened the box, <laughs> Dan phoned up and the mobile phone rang and Danny Dyer had to pick it up and, and spoke to him anyway. He convinced him to do it. So you, you get creative. You do whatever you have to do. You don't give up. You know, that's what I would like to believe is happening with Mount. But I think, as you rightly all say, one, Mount could have made his mind up and two, the clowns that own the club might just not give a shit. Oh, we, 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 Pochettino send a mobile phone to Mount. Do you think he should? Yeah. I don't think he needs to. I think he's probably got his number and he could just phone him up and Mount would answer it. I mean, you know. Because oh, okay. Mount, thankfully, is not Danny fucking Dyer, is he? You know. Oh, fucking Danny Dyer, fuck. No. Yeah, so there we go. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, clearly that all depends on, on stuff we just don't know the answer to yet. Uh, okay, going around the other, other, other lot that are nearer the front. Pulisic. Go, please go. Yeah, I think you can. I'd, I'd let him go straight away. Yeah, but is he is he a Pochettino type player? Not sure what type of <laughs> player he is. <laughs> well, there is that. ZH, I think it's obvious, isn't it? Like, that he's going to go. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, he would have been, but for a administrative mistake in January. Yeah, Mud, uh, Mudrick and Mudoeki. Yes, both yeah. of them. F uh, J well, actually, Andy Andy Jacobs on Talk Sports today called Jal Felix Jal Failure, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, but Andy Jacobs is a pillock. I know, <laughs> but I still thought it was quite funny. But um, Felix, not definitely not a Pochettino type player because he's too lazy. He won't run. He does what I used to do when I played cricket. He makes a half-hearted attempt to run and make a press and then points his arm at somebody else to do it. That's, what, that's how I used to feel when I played cricket. The, known as the bite and dive. You dive over the ball. You know, it's, yeah. It's, JK's nodding in approval because he knows. He knows what I'm talking about. Um, so Felix is a no from me. Havertz? I don't know, to be honest. I think there's something there but needs other players to, you know, can't have him playing as a number nine. It's so ridiculous, but he needs and he can play off that, but we shall see. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. Yeah. And then we've got the spectre of Lukaku hanging over us like the Grim Reaper. I don't think he wants to come back, does he? Apparently he wants uh, Chelsea to pay more of his salary to Inter so he can stay there. What How I about you take a wage cut, you greedy bastard? That's pretty much what everybody on Twitter responded with. They used stronger words than bastard, though. I think they probably did. Yeah. Um, so anyway, a lot of unknowns as always. But I mean, I think it's clear, isn't it? That, We've got that... loan returns as well, haven't we? Oh, God, don't even go down there. Really? Sorry. Yeah, well, OK. Well, H Hudson-Odoi. 
Um, <laughs> don't see. I don't see a future for him at Chelsea. And, and, and Kunku coming in. Well, he's coming from RB in. Leipzig. Yeah, that's not a loan return strictly, but has to be considered. Um, sure, there are other players we mentioned, Mats and Colwell. So yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot. He's not going to be stuck for anything to do when he start does start work. No, I know. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens. This this is arguably, arguably the most important summer we've had at this club since Roman took over. I would su- suggest you know when we bought all of those players, uh, but for different reasons because it's about getting rid of the fucking dead weight. Um, so how's he going to do, chaps? And what are our expectations, J.K.? Um, top four. Is that what he'll do, or is that your expectation? Both. I don't. I can't see how he can't. Why he won't turn it around? If he got, particularly if some of the players, I suppose it's instilling the winning mentality that the club have got. But just have to go to Cobham and get it working. If it starts working, they got some good results at the beginning of the of the season, and he's got the player he wants, and he's got. You know, I think as I said, I think there'll be three in. They'll get a centre forward. They'll get a, a midfielder, and they'll get one more player in decent player. And a goalkeeper. Midfielder can shoot. The goalkeeper. There's the other one. Yeah, they'll get three in, and uh, and we'll see some people leaving we didn't expect to leave. And I think regardless of who he's got, he'll make them into a decent side because of his uh, his his tactical abilities. I mean, they've just got to get back to doing. If they're very, if they're excellent players, which they are, they should get it back to doing what they did did before under. Under Tuchel, which was to 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 be guided by you know the, the, a top elite manager, which is essentially what happened. All right, the players were good, but we've got very similar players now, but completely underperforming. You just need somebody to create the structure, and uh, he may, may be somebody that we could legitimately call out weirdo about. But nonetheless, it looks to me as if uh, um, he could make it work. You know, I'm very pleased with his his. Uh, um, Having been chosen for the club, I think it well, if it's happening. I thought I don't know what happened. I thought it happened on Saturday night. I thought I'd read a, a link to the club site. I must have been going mad, Jidge. Mad, I tell well, you. I mean, the one person I forgot to mention was Sterling. And I, I have to be honest, I don't really see well, Sterling Sterling as a Pochettino player, Martin, because he doesn't he doesn't put enough effort, frankly. Doesn't doesn't, you know. It, no. worked well en- it worked well enough under Guardiola for a few Mate, years. Yes, he was gotten rid of. He couldn't press a grape. We shall see. Yeah, I think I think there's something there, and I think he was so. Every, everything we read about off when he joined was that he wanted to work with Thomas Tuchel. He wanted to work with an elite coach, and then Tuchel gets sacked. Potter comes in, who is maybe a nice bloke, but he's not an elite coach, and he doesn't it, score any goals. And Frank Lampard, apart, apart from the two he scored yesterday, last Saturday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let's see what let's see what happens. I mean, he could be. Sold would be difficult to um see. Difficult. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, the signings made by the new owners are going to be sold in a hurry, because it will look like they fucked up. It's the Malcolm Tucker thing, isn't it? You know, if us we sack you now, it looks like we fucked up. If sack you and get rid of you in six months' time, you fucked up, and we're still in that. We're still in that um area with some of the players. I think we might be surprised by what he does with some players we've written off. Is this the Victor Moses at wing back thing all over yeah. again? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and he has a track record in in improving players as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to like about him if you delve a little deeply into his managerial yeah. experience. 
and also routes through for kids. You might discover there's somebody in the reserves who he in the in the development squad that he looks at and thinks he's for me. You know, let's 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 see. I think it's a pretty exciting, exciting times having a new top manager coming in, as opposed to the the previous incumbent who was a a, a git of the first order. Yeah. Um, I've just been called out, which is rather hilarious, actually. The absolutely ever so lovely Brian Justman has just said. In 15 years of fan casts, Chidge has said, this will be the most important summer in Chelsea's history at least 13 times. I, I did think you were going to say something, this is the most important summer since the last one. Well, he may well be right, but if he is such a clever smart-ass, which he clearly is, okay, Brian, tell me the two summers out of the last 15 where I haven't said that, and then I will, I will give you a gift. I will give you a mug, all right? I've got a mug that I can give you, or a book, actually. I, I might give you a book. I've got a to book fair, or a mug. Chidge. I think, Chidge, that they, each year you say it, they are indeed the most important. Well, you know what I'm going to have on my gravestone? So you must remember this because you'll all outlast me. Um, everything I said was completely right at the moment I said it. It's up there with Murray Walker, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what he said. I don't make mistakes. I make predictions that were wrong. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so there we go. Only history proves me wrong. And a change in circumstances. Events, dear boy, events. Uh, Martin, um, so how do you think he'll do and what, what's your expectations? I think he will make a lot of significant changes. I'm not going to like all of them, but so there'll be a lot of a, a lot of adjustment to deal with. I don't... I wonder how the first dozen games will go, half dozen games will go. I think there may be a, you know, may take a little bit of time to gel, depending on how much changes are made. But I think there's been such a, um, you know, if they've got, they've gone all in on this, the owners, so they can't, they can't back down. They clearly weaseled out on Potter when they started getting stick in the stands. They can't do that this time, and you know, I, I think it will reap rewards. I don't. This is this is a, an indication of how shit this season has been that. It, we could finish seventh, get nicked the conference league place, and it will be considered an improvement. And you know that that we have been put in that position is an indictment of how the owners have worked thus far. So my expectation is improvement, but in terms of you know tangibles, I, I'm not sure yet. I think we'll I think we'll be good enough to get a European place. There's no way we can't be with those players, but I have to break some of the habits they've, you know, gotten into since they've taken the club over, you know, stop, you know, being the ones at the top all the time. Let the people you've hired do the work and let it go from there. I will, as a, if you, we put a number on it, I will say six, top six. I wonder if there's going to be a clash, Chidge, eventually with Pochettino and some of these gurus that they've got doing all the choosing of the players and everything. Because he, he isn't he wanted to bring his own um, uh, player assessor hasn't he wanted to do that thought that was part I don't, I don't think so in terms of recruitment I mean I, I would hope I would hope that he would is this be the, is this the Paul Mitchell rumour oh yeah, yeah 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 that's true yeah yeah well I would hope I would hope that he's involved you know if I was the manager of a club I would want to be involved with that I mean but then again it's the difference between are you the coach or are you the manager you know it's the same old load of bollocks if you're the coach, you just coach them on the pitch and you leave everything to everybody else. But, yeah, I don't know. It depends who you are. It wouldn't work for me. 
you know because i'm too much of a control freak and a big head so you know i'd have to be involved but who knows i mean look how will he do well i think i think the recipe you know he's got the ingredients to be very very good he's he's had a good experience i mean you know i remember saying a while back when we were absolutely had enough of potter so kind of around october november time three weeks after he joined you know i said look you know this is not working this is what we need we need we need a manager crucially who can garner the respect of the players which means he's done it before in various capacities either as a player and a manager or both um he absolutely has to have you know good premier league experience and and not just good experience you know somebody who who, who's managed the side consistently it's consistently in the top four um they also need to have Champions League experience because, you know, that's where we're normally playing. So, you know, th- and there are very few managers who fitted that bill. Of course, the other thing I said is they need to won shit. But, I mean, there is that there is a caveat on that. I mean, Tuchel hadn't won an awful lot before he came to us. Not every- I mean, you know, it, it, the way the modern game is now, there's only a very, you know, a few clubs who can win stuff. So maybe that's not quite the barometer that it used to be. But I certainly think somebody who's managed well in the Premier League, done well in the Premier League, got in the top four, and, and certainly managed sides in the Champions League and done well. And Pochettino, you know, he's mar- oh, he's also mar- managed egos in a big club like PSG. Or not, I wouldn't call him a big club, but he certainly managed the egos that they had there, which I think goes in his favour. Uh, he reached the semi-final and a Champions League final with a team as shit as Tottenham, which for, for which he deserves a medal. Uh, and he got him in the top four and competing a lot. So he's got plenty of Premier Premier League experience, plenty of Champions League experience. Yes, he hasn't won an awful lot, won some stuff at PSG. Nobody wins stuff at Spurs. Even Conte Mourinho couldn't manage that. So I don't hold that against him. So I think out of all of the people that that, that we could have had and have been discussing, for me, he was about the best of the bunch. So I'm quite happy that he's here. How will he do? I think it might take a lot more time than we might think. So I'm not going to sit there saying, oh, we'll get top four next. I think if he gets top four next season, it will be phenomenally good. I really do. Because I think this could take time. Because I think what we're what we're going to be faced with, apart from the absolutely clusterfuck of an omni-shambles that this club's turned into over the last year with far too many players, we've seen the DNA of Chelsea being completely distilled. We, we're, they're completely unfit. They're pl- completely clueless. You know, so he's got a fuck of a lot of work to do in a short space of time. And he's got to change a lot of things. The DNA, the fitness levels, the way that they play. He's got to drum out of them this fucking too slow, too safe, too sideways shit. You know, this could take a while. This could take a year or two, actually. He himself has said it takes a year or two. So, you know, if he gets top four next season, I tell you, that'll be bloody good. Who knows? It's Chelsea. We could win the lot. You know what we're like. But... uh I don't think he will. My expectations were. Uh, I'm, I'm with Martin on this. I, I, I would settle for top six, and a darn sight uh, evidence of proper real improvement, Martin. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one other important thing to note: well, his, one of his assistant coaches looks a little bit like Mike from the Young Ones. So, as far that's that's the important stuff, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, mate, I, I'm, I love him already. If he looks like Mike from yeah. the Young Ones, but Mike yeah. the cool guy, Christopher yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. There you go. Uh, enough already. Um, look, don't, no, not quite. We've got a late run from JK. Just on, on another angle coming in, um, it's interesting that we we got to the stage where we were very critical of Alonso because he couldn't get tackled back enough. And yet, um, 
him and Christensen, if they'd both played this season, uh, it would have been great because we'd have just seen a completely different attitude, I think, unless they all went down a level again like everybody oh. else. Well, you said in, some, in, some of the chances Alonso would have swiped in easily. Yeah, absolutely. He, he'd have probably absolutely. been our top scorer, which would have been an embarrassment it, yes, in itself. It but, um, yeah. Was he, was he, he'd, he'd be having a shot, at least. You, you know, yeah. you... you it only makes me just appreciate him for. Um, oh my God! I can see it's getting emotional now. I can see I am tears. The great... Tears. His, the upper lip is quivering. Funnily enough, I wanted to. Uh, I can rant about Christensen out, if that helps. Merely point out that he and Christensen both won the league with Barcelona. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, what a what a decent decision that was for them. Yep, it was indeed. All right. Is Christensen's stomach better? Uh, let alone his toenail. Uh, right, we're going to be back uh, for part three in a minute. Very quick, uh, but nevertheless beautifully formed in Off the Post. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is Stamford Chidge and the Chelsea Fancast with the lovely Jonathan Kidd and the superb Mr. Martin Wickham. Hello, everyone. Lovely Good evening. to see you, Petal. Now, uh, as you lot of, uh, you, you, I mean, obviously you, you completely did us last week. I think we had 500 emails to read out, which we did manfully. I actually really enjoyed doing the show. It was, uh, I only just managed to squeeze it in during the week, but it, it was it was highly enjoyable, that's for sure. Just the three hours, wasn't it? Jim? Just the three hours, yeah. And I, ne- no, I, I nearly lost that one. I, lo- I lost the, uh, the Friday show. Uh, it, the, it was uh, my sound card got corrupted, so I had to go off the Mixler recording. Good job it recorded because if I'd have, if it had happened to the in off the post one, it would have been gone because that I didn't record that on Mixler. So very luckily, that one recorded over first before the file got corrupted. Now you know. Now you know. Anyway, small but beautifully formed. Uh, we only have the three tonight, JK, so we can rattle through that. And uh, the first one is from Gary Moore, who we've heard from before. That rhymes. Gary Moore with um, a Thin Lizzy. Not that Gary Moore. We said that last time, I think. I know. I'm just saying it But again. it's a still a good joke. I liked yeah. it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I wonder if he's on a Parisian walkway. Oh, Chidge. By the way, very quickly, to refer back to part two, Mark Meehan, the absolutely delightful Mark Meehan, is, is in Mixler uh, talking about uh, one of our one of Poch's uh, assistants looking like uh, uh, Mike from uh, uh, The Young, Young Ones. Ones. He says, yeah. will it be hands up who likes me? Which, of course, is one of his best lines. Yes. Anyway, That was Rick, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think actually they had an argument. Yeah, but it was Rick who Rick, did Rick it, and started, then he started. Yeah, Rick started. Yeah, then he started chugging. Hands the up, who likes me? <laughs> and everyone, and all, everyone's hands hit the floor. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I might be. It's on YouTube. Just well, it is brilliant. I've the people's the, poets, fantastic. I've got the entire series on DVD. I might go and binge watch it after this show. Anyway, J.K. the lovely Gary Moore. I thank you. Hi, Chidge and J.K. Just a quick one. As I sit here, but sorry. <clears throat> Hi, Chidge and JK. Just a quick one as I sit here waiting to watch a dodgy stream of the Forest match. There was no way at the start of the season I would have thought I would have the trepidation I now have for this match, knowing that I'm going out tonight with friends who are ardent Forest fans. 
uh, open brackets, I live in Nottingham, close brackets. If the result goes the wrong way, which is quite likely, given current form, at best I will be subject to months of ridicule before we get ch a chance to reverse the result. And at worst, they will give it to me for potentially years if forests go down and stay down. At least we beat you lot at yours. Please, guys, do me a favour. Don't lose this one. We didn't, Gary. We didn't. We drew. <laughs> um, on a separate note, I think we all agree we can write this season off as something never to be repeated. And hopefully only to be learnt from. We also need to learn from history and our peers. Well, think about Barcelona. They went down and look what they've done. They've just won. Um, looking at the teams that have established a superiority in the league, by which I mean consistently winning the league year in, year out. The one thing they've had to help them achieve this is a world-class manager. This is a term banded about loosely. In reality, it can only be applied to a small elite. The likes of Alex Ferguson, Bob Paisley and currently Pep Guardiola. You will probably have your own candidates to add to these are the type of managers that had stroke have this consistency. These guys, guys, I'm sorry, these guys have a respect stroke fear in the dressing room, which means that players won't dare question them or revolt or they'll just be shown the door and they get the result because of it. Unless we capture one of these elite managers, we'll just continue on the manager merry-go-round, getting the odd league trophy, cup victory on the way. Get one of these and keep him and we maybe can be a Ferguson United, a Paisley Liverpool or Pep City or a Pochettino Chelsea, Gary. Yeah, anyway. Is Poch the one? Only time will tell. Will we give him time? History says not. If he does well. Um, just to finish, my son, the Chelsea supporting dairy farmer in Australia, has gifted me a couple of tickets to the Under the Bridge evening. So with train tickets booked, lodging sorted, I will be joining you in a couple of weeks for an evening of reminiscing. Uh, must say I'm really looking forward to it, although not sure how much the long-suffering wife is, but she always supports my Chelsea outings. Will she be there, Gary? I hope so. Up the Chelts. P.S. Half-time now, so getting really worried. Yeah, you did well. It's still a draw. So I presume that means the wife's going with him. Is that right, Chidge, do you think? I don't know is the answer to that. We shall find out because we will be there. We're, all three of us are going to be there, aren't you? You're com coming too, Martin, aren't you? Of course you are, because we're going to be last at the bar again, aren't we? We're, we're, we're doing a, we're doing the sweep of which players last man standing. So that yeah. will be our our little um, so, side bet, shall we say? But yes, yeah, it should be a great night. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. We, we've both kind of gone for David Speedy on the basis yes. he's Scottish. No, no stereotyping <laughs> whatsoever. No, none at all. We we did we considered Pat Nevin and discounted. It's so nah. nothing. To do, it's nothing to do with nah. him being Scottish. Definitely won't be Pat. You, a lot of people saying Kerry. I, I don't think Kerry's got it in him anymore for a big sesh. Just don't think so. But uh, I think his uh, his is it his wife or his girlfriend stops him doesn't after a bit. Yeah, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cannibal likes a brandy as well. So. Yeah, well, you see, Canners might be, um, I was going to say something which would be wholly inappropriate, but an outside bet for that. But uh, maybe maybe Patesy, maybe Bunners, more to them than meets the eye. And then there's the ones we don't know so well. So, uh, you know, Joe McLaughlin's going to be there. Maybe, maybe he can put it away. We shall see. We shall see, won't we? Anyway, going to be a cracking evening. I can't wait to meet you there, George. You, you, you know, make sure you come and seek us out. Um... Okay, we have the, I mean, you know, the week would not be the week without a George Spencer 
email, and I'm delighted to say we have a George Spencer email, JK. He says, did Chigi, JK and guest, unless this is read out in on In Off The Post. Nope, not this week, George, so it is a Monday. I'm typing this email on the train home from Wembley, where I've just watched Sam Kerr win us the Women's FA Cup for a third time in a row. They showed grit, determination, spine, guts, all the things that have been missing from the men's team this season. I've always wanted to be there when we win a cup. Now I have. 77,390 watched us win and I was among them. I'm very much looking forward to the new era. Sorry, aura, George. It's the new aura under Pochettino. Is that like, like, aura, aura? Aura. Surely he was the son of God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. What was that thing? Did you ever see that film called Mickey Blue Eyes? With with the, with, with huge, huge huge rant in it, Hugh Grant, and he was trying to do a, you know, like a New York accent, like a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I can't remember the word that he was trying to say now, but it was it, it's actually hilariously like, raw, raw. <laughs> Just go and watch it. It's fucking funny. Anyway, um, I'm very much looking forward to the new uh, era under Pochettino. The absolute fume from the trophy dodgers in N17 has been a joy to behold. While on the other side of North London, Arsenal have well and truly norsed up their title chances by being shat on 3-0 by the Seagulls. Uh, So finally, I get to the subject of yesterday's performance. And I have to say, that was finally the Raheem Sterling we paid money for. What a pity the rest of it was utter rubbish. Still, I'm off to the southwest for a few days tomorrow, so I'll have su- I'll have some sun, hopefully, sea, and steam trains to look forward to. Until next time, up the chills, George Spencer. George, one of these days, um, I will actually, or basically, the boys who organise the uh, the real ale train, which uh, you will know this because I know that you know Alton very well. Um, but it goes it's a steam train that goes from Alton to Allsford uh, back and forth about four times of an evening and serving a ridiculously brilliant strong real ale for about two quid a pint and I know a lot of the Chelsea boys go there so I think John Proctor and Tony a few others uh, get involved and they keep doing it when I'm away I mean they're doing one actually I think when I'm at Edgebaston for the cricket but uh, hopefully next year they'll do it again and you need to come along to that if you like beer and you like steam trains it is, and Chelsea it's a night for you but great to hear from you as always JK um, just briefly talk about yesterday about oh yes of course I meant to sorry mate yes well done no problem, no problem. what was interesting was um, Chelsea were pretty average in the first half but what you realised that she was doing was all they did United was press and got knackered. And she then brought on all the best players of the second half that she kept on the bench. And they completely dominated and scored. And um, uh, the woman called Harder was terrific. And uh, um, it was very canny and very impressive. Um, just to it just negated them in the first half. And you just think she's a real, really top-class manager, that woman. She's got it sussed, you know, for that level. And uh, it didn't mean that the first half was very pretty and we looked under pressure an enormous amount, but they held out and then just dominated in the second half and scored. It was uh, it was pretty joyous, actually, pretty good. One They're chance, on... one goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And well taken. several others that Pender was almost on the end of, which they kept setting her up to do it. But um, I was intrigued that everybody was sitting down. There were lots of old folk there and parents and kids and several people tried to get them to stand up stand up if you love Chelsea which I have to say was happily 
happily diverted back to everybody ancient just sitting down and watching in a, in a very different atmosphere, but in a very joyous atmosphere nonetheless. So uh, it's a very different animal watching the the women play, in a in a in a very good sense. It's um, uh, it's a very different atmosphere and a different energy, but uh, you know, good luck to them because uh, it's just getting more and more popular. But it's a it's very different from the the testosterone fueled environment that we all go to every week. Very different indeed. Um, and it, and it's like a kind of relief, you know. You watch and you can analyze the football and. And, uh, you know, there's no swearing and there's nobody having a go. And um, even when they're not playing well, uh, I think part of it is born on ignorance by some of the people in the crowd because there seems to be seem to be great cheers when the ball is booted up the pitch. Somebody runs after it. But, um, uh, no, you know, fantastic, fantastic um, uh, achievement from them three in a row. Quite, quite superb. Yep. And, and the and the potential for a league and cup double in yeah. the coming weeks. Yeah. They're they're they are very, very enjoyable to watch. And yeah. yeah. Emma Hayes is a just a, a bit of a genius and she gets it. And you know, we've yeah. we've bemoaned substitutions here week after week where she made a key substitution in that game and it you know, the person she brings on, Hop Penil Harder assists the goal and you know, so and the the other thing which I I didn't pick up because I, I was at the game as well was um, you know the the BBC I think went into morning mode because Chelsea won again. They do not like like that team and um, they're trying to portray Manchester United as some brave yeah. underdog. You, you mean B- lo- you mean BBC Salford? Indeed, but you know trying to trying to portray them as some sort of brave plucky underdog. Pull the other one. Sour grapes, mate. Um, right, final email. Oh, yeah, well done to the women, by the way. And actually, I just want to add something. Sam Kerr is an absolute bloody legend at this football club. I think she's the Didier Drogba of the women's team, you know. In fact, actually, that final reminded me of the 2007 final against United where we won by 1-0. And I think yeah. Sam Kerr to that team is what Didier Drogba was to the great Chelsea team of the noughties. And she had a prominent part in the coronation, didn't she? She did. She held the flag yeah. for the Aussies. That flag. Yeah. yeah, so I just I, I never thought I'd see a photo of uh, Sam Kerr, Nick Cave, and the bloke who presents the last leg on Channel Four. But um, it was a strange, strange day. It was indeed. Right, last email of the week, J.K. Andy K. Hi, Chidge and J.K. Is, is he related to me? Yeah, funny. You're J.K. He's Andy K. Andy K. He's A.K. Actually, probably A.K.A. as well. Anyway, as me, as enough. Anyway, hi, Chidge, JK. I love, oh, thank you, mate. I love JK's two-minute fan bites. If I don't get the time to listen to many of your fan casts, but my stepson Mick keeps me updated. What a shit show of a season we've had. Still, we can thank the government for fucking shit up, fucking shit up for us. But don't get me started on that. We'll be back. I remember the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Used to go home and away all the time in my little old 1964 Morris Minor Traveller. I have one of them. Uh, I remember the hard times, putting money in the bucket to help the club survive. But thanks to Uncle Ken, we got through it all. Here's a story about Mick and Frank. I remember a game away at Spurs where Frank LeBeuf gave the ball away and we conceded um, at White Hart Lane. The following home game, my stepson Mick, Michael LeBeuf Murray, a great name. Well, he, he, he sent an email on the... He did. Yeah. He, he did. He did. He did. 
I remember commenting on it, but I get it now. He's called Michael Lebert. Yeah, great. Saw Frank and confronted him about his wayward pass. This was in the day when the players used to drive in and park on site. Frank came back with, my friend, if you think it is that easy, I will give you my shirt and you can try. <laughs> How can you come back at that? Perhaps we'll see you in the cock next season. Regards, Andy K. Keep the blue flag flying high. Very good, Andy. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Andy, I, I hope we see you in the cock next season too, mate. Um, I mean, okay, I, I screwed up a bit on Saturday because I, I was late arriving, but... Uh, uh, you know, I'm always to be found in the garden with the likes of Mar- Martin Wickham and uh, Dan, Tony Glover, lots of other reprobates from, from the fan cast. If I can stop hiccuping, that would help. Um, yeah, so come and find us and I'll buy you a pint. How about that? Be lovely to meet you. Always lovely to meet people who listen to, sh- to the show and indeed support it. Talking of which, because we are now at the end of the show. Uh, but if you would like to support it... Uh, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron. And uh, what that means is you bung us a few quid every month. Um, and that says thank you, and it keeps the show going. If you want to do that, and by the way, there's no, there really, honestly, I cannot tell you enough. There is no pressure at all. I, I love everybody who listens to this show equally. If you donate, I love you. If you don't donate, I still love you. It's just if you want to, it's up to you. Uh, but it's patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Of course, if you do, then. Uh, I will send you eventually a Kerry Dixon banner. I, I'm sorry, guys. I just keep not finding the time. And I, I it's going to take me about a day to do. So finding a day to send out all the banners is proving a bit beyond me at the moment. But I will do it. I promise. I promise. I promise. He will. He will. I he will, will. I will. Eventually. I'm, I'm a bit like British Rail in the 70s, you know, getting there, but just always late. Um, anyway, yeah, you'll get a, a Kerry Dixon banner, a little mini banner, and uh, but more, more, more relevant and immediate, in fact, is the fact that you can join our Discord group, which is absolutely brilliant. I mean, basically, if you've ever listened to us on Mixler, you'll notice that there are lots of fine people there chatting about Chelsea and having a bit of a giggle. Well, Discord is like that, but 24-7 all week. Uh, it never stops because a lot of the people who are on there are from America. America? And, uh, of course, they're awake when we're asleep. So it just carries on. I wake up in the morning to all these messages and things. It's great fun. I commend it. And it's great on, on a game day when if you're not at the game. You can actually follow the game probably more effectively on our Discord group than certainly than Twitter or anywhere else. So uh, they're a fine, fine bunch of people. And you will join them if you become a Patreon. So there you go. Uh, we've just done a mini version of in off the post uh if you want to send in an email or a message from patreon instagram twitter or facebook then do that and it will be read out uh the email address to do that most people email we kind of like emails because people can get into it a bit more uh the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com right uh that is all we've got time for tonight uh and we will be back on thursday evening not friday thursday evening to preview sunday's match against man city the reason being is that i am off to see the ruts on friday and boy am i looking forward to that so uh, i'm i'm absconding on friday leaving you all but uh, i will be here on thursday and i will also be joined by you martin yeah last minute substitute aren't i um it could be the shortest preview ever. Man City away. How many? <laughs> yeah. And um, let's start generous and say four. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Martin will be joining me, as will the wonderful Tony Glover. So, me, Martin, and Tony for the Fancast preview show this Thursday. 8.30 kickoff for those of you who want to listen on Mixler. And uh, we, 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 we're, we're, missing, we're a man down. We're missing JK on Thursday. 
I've got a, a Rudy V's, my band. Oh, meet. Where, where are you playing? Oh, you meet or just rehearsing? Rehearsing, yeah, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, going through stuff. We're trying to find a, a set to play some gigs, that's all. Mm. We're going through about the, the 50 songs that I've done over the last 20 years. So uh, trying to work out, I'm trying to get the, the, the girls in the band singing a bit more. So I'm trying to work out something with them. So uh, it's, it's, they're a bit elusive, so I can't not do it. It's, it was the only time they could make. So uh, it's going to be fun because they're very good. If anybody um, uh, feels like coming to see us when the gigs are out, please do, because it's um, it's highly professional and very silly. It's bloody marvellous, mate. I've been to see it and it was it was a hilarious night and a few few of us Chelsea mob went down to support you and we had an absolutely riotous time, as I recall. Thank you, Chooch. Thank you. So good luck with that on Thursday. Sorry not to see you, old Bean. Um, you're... you're, you're otherwise um unimitable role will be imitated by either martin or tony i'm not quite sure which but we'll get to that on friday maybe it'll be a more a less hierarchical more egalitarian show on on thursday as a result as i can't mean what you you won't be speaking much no just means me and tony are probably going to talk 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 over each other ah i get it (laughs) i'm still trying to work out whether that was a jibe or not terrence Anyway, yes, uh, uh, mate, I will miss you on Thursday, but uh, you're probably missing out on a good show to preview because, as Martin said, it'll be very short. It'll be Man City away, how many? And then that'll be it. So there we go. Uh, finally, 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 Brian Justman. Uh, it's actually two finally, finally, finally. And actually, Daryl has read my mind. Maybe he's the new Maurizio Pochettino and he's like, knows wow. his auras. He knows his auras. Uh, maybe, yes, he says, Troubadour gig, JK? That's a very good idea, actually. Fancast Troubadour gig. Yeah. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Brilliantly thought out, yeah. Brian. Brilliantly thought out. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't it? Yeah. Aren't we? What a very good idea. Yeah. I mean, Pablo, you know, we're going to have our summer party sometime when I bothered to give. I've only got, I've worked out, I've literally got four dates in June and July where we could do this. But, uh, uh, Pablo's already said that Beautiful Game will do a set if we have a party. Well, perhaps we should do a set as well, shouldn't we? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you people don't really want to come and see bands, do they, when they come to the Lancaster uh, party? I I agree. So maybe what we do is we, because you see, the thing is, if you want to have a proper set and a proper gig, it probably needs to be booked well in advance. So I might talk to Ian and say, look, the next next uh, kind of like weekend you have a slot free why don't we do a double header with JK the Rudy V sorry and uh, the beautiful game and we'll we'll fill it with Chelsea and we will are they allowed to do gigs in the afternoon isn't the license well no do it in the evening that's what I'm saying you, you, you yeah, all yeah, their yeah, normal gig be, nights that would be wonderful you know yes. after a match yes yes yeah? Yeah, we'll work on it. Uh, Daryl, you're a genius. Well done. And uh, finally, 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 finally. Yeah, Daryl. Well, no, because I was about to read what Brian said, and then Daryl wrote that. Brian has said, Chidge will be staring at the Rude Boys on Friday night. I will, and I'll be demolition dancing too. Indeed. And, uh, yeah. And, will uh, Babylon be burning? My Babylon will be burning if I don't get home uh, soberish. No. Well, I've got a drive, actually, so I will be getting home soberish. Because my mate, I went to see Spear of Destiny in one of my local pubs the other week with one of my oldest, bestest mates. And uh, I happened to mention that the Ruts were playing in Portsmouth. And 
And he, before I could say anything, he'd bought your ticket. He said, my shout because you got me the ticket. I said, great, I'll drive. So there you go. That's what friends are for. So I, I shall be having a good time on Friday. But we'll see you on Thursday. It will be like nothing different at all, apart from we will have less information than, than we normally do. Work that one out if you can. Right. You can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. That's Stafford Chidge. Uh, that's me, at Jonathan Kidd. That's him. And at Martin underscore Wickham. That's him up there. Brilliant. I've had great fun tonight, boys. Martin, always lovely to see you. And I look forward to seeing you again on uh, on Foy's Day. Indeed. Um, yeah, it's good to see you very briefly um, last weekend as well. And I got, I got a pint in. I, I got a pint in, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Bournemouth was... A, de- a good day as well. Yeah, we had so. a good drink up. I said to you, didn't I, on Saturday, I said it was yeah. really lovely to spend a lot of time with you. And we had a good old drink up afterwards. Yeah. We saw Callum as well, who I haven't seen for Donkey. Yeah, I've, I've not seen him in a while. So, yeah, yeah. It's, good to, it's good to see him too. Um, yeah, kind of what we've lost Southampton this year. So, that's one good away pub down the toilet. So, Bournemouth staying up is, and us knowing where that pub is, is decent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I wonder who's coming up then from Division 2. Oh. Burnley, Sheffield United. So Burnley, fuck all. Sheffield United, I, I don't know. I didn't get the chance to go to Bramall Lane last time they're up because um lockdown, and I'm not sure who's who's in the playoffs. Luton, Luton, Luton Coventry, Sunderland, Sunderland. and Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, 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 shithole. Sunderland's next to Newcastle. That's shithole. Good. Yeah, but it's next to Newcastle, so you can go go it's there. Fucking and... miles away, though. Oh yeah, but you it's know, a whole bloody weekend, mate. That that's the, that's usually the plan. Covent Coventry, <laughs> Coventry. The stadium's in the bloody near a bloody motorway. Yeah. So I, was, I went up there a few months back, and it's very isolated. It's just on a, off a motorway junction. Yeah. So in terms of where to go, what about what about Luton? Wouldn't be too sure. What about Luton? I didn't go last year, so I haven't got yeah. a clue. You have to go like through a, a, someone's house to get into the away end. Yeah. Don't you? Kind of the, the thing about it. I know. So it's all a bit weird. So sorry to see Saints go. I'm sorry to see my favourite away trip go and also my most easy away trip. Ten minutes on the train for yours truly. I'm in mourning. Uh, my mates are not happy. I tried, you know what? I tried to say something really lovely. Uh, I'll see if I can. I, I shall read this actually because it is very funny. This is my best mate who is a, who is a Southampton fan. If I can find, oh come on, where, here we go. If I can find the, uh, the, uh, the, the tweet. Uh, here we go. Um, I said, generally sorry to see you go down. We did our best by gifting you six points. Arms, you know, like not knowing quite what to say. He says, "Fuck you very much." Would you like to fuck my sister as well? <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> He was so not happy. And I was trying to be kind, but there you go. Anyway, enough of my old waffle, as Walter Rotten would say. Thank you so much for listening. See you on Thursday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.